The following is a production of Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. Alright y'all, welcome to another edition of the Green Over Everything Real Talk Wrap-Up. On screen left is my man Jonesy, screen right my man Javon Alford. Final, final score. Man, y'all know what the final score was. Let's we gotta talk about this, man. 37-19 loss by the Eagles, week two. Carson Wentz didn't look much better than last week. What happened? In, in your eyes, what happened? Let me start with my man, Jonesy. You watched this game. What happened, dude? Well, of course, there is the obvious mm-hmm. loss of momentum on the third play of the game, giving up oh, the yeah. ball in position to score. But what I really want to look at is mm-hmm. the defense that allows Jared Goff to find an amazing rhythm with n- – basically no pressure coming at him for the first part of the game while he goes mm-hmm. 13 for 13 to get that team rolling and put you with a hole that you never really come out, climb out of. Uh, they looked eh, decent stopping the run early when mm-hmm. it came to the running backs. But then you just saw Sean Payton start calling a lot of receiver runs like end arounds and things like that and receivers running our linebacking core we don't cover they don't cover well at all we need to do something about that tj edwards had a decent game but outside of that defensively the linebackers i i don't know who's up when if anybody's on the field playing that position half the time is you had brought up something in a private conversation uh after week one you would and and I'll I'll put it out there. You would put out that the Eagles might need to uh, maybe swallow some pride, call Nigel Bradham up. I I did um, say that. And this week, I, honestly, he's got to be better than 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 Gary. Yeah. I Somebody who knows your system, you could probably get him for a low number right now. And he's looking he, for work. Be a definite upgrade to anything you have out there right now. Gary is not a a starting pro linebacker. Uh, I'm sure he's somebody I, I wouldn't mind having on my team for depth. He's mm-hmm. a guy I would, you know. I, Special teams, whatever you know, when you want to give your real starting linebacker a blow, I, you know, yeah, you can bring in, you can bring in Gary. Yeah, Nate Gary's getting thirty percent of your defensive snaps, twenty percent of your defensive right. snaps. I'm okay with that. If he's playing sixty, seventy percent of your defensive snaps, that's a problem. Yeah, that is a problem. I feel like, and and you know, I, I'll make this point in a second. Let me let me get let me bring Javon. Offered and you watch this game as well. What were mm-hmm. your thoughts? Well, I mean, I agree with y'all at the same point. You know, Nathan Gary, I mean, the Rams just picked on him the entire game. Him, uh, Nickel, uh, Roby Coleman, they just picked on him all, you know, all game. I mean, and I think that was the big issue. You know, linebacker was a huge issue on this team, you know, regardless of how you know, Eagle social media try to make it seem like, oh, you know, got Nathan Gary, got, you know, TJ Edwards, like you said, TJ Edwards played good, but out of everybody, it's like, they got Nathan Gary, you know, 
uh, Davion Taylor, all this speed athleticism, they're going to be fine. But it was like, no, like when they're going to go against teams that can go three wide receivers deep and have like a good or solid enough tight end, they're going to get abused. (laughs) And that what happened. Tyler Higby should not been going vertical like he did. You know, Darrell Henderson shouldn't have caught that pass the way he did. So that, you know, that right there, the problem. And, you know, like you said, you know, like Mike said, you know, for the defense to not get no pressure on Jared Goff was just, you know, just ridiculous. Like where was the the design blitzes, you know, stunts, you know, something to get this guy from rhythm. Like you could literally telegraph Sean McVay's play calls and know what was happening. Mm-hmm. Run on first two downs. They do the nice short passes on third down. Then we get some misdirection, some bootlegs, play action. You just knew it. And the Eagles still just sat there and were just like, okay, well, all right, whatever. It's like the, the Eagles had no answer. Even when they knocked out their running back early in the game, that did not slow down this offense. Uh-huh. And that was probably one of the most frustrating things about it. It was like you're just when you're sitting there watching a defensive coordinator be out coached. You're watching a team be outperformed. I felt like I watched 60 minutes of organizational failure today. <laughs> That's what it was. You know, I, I wanted to get your I wanted to get your thoughts on the game itself first. And we'll talk more about the game itself. But I felt like what I was watching was organizational failure. I, I have another question. What's up? What's going on with Deshaun Jackson's snaps? Because there was one point in the second quarter, early in the second quarter, I looked over and was like, at my friend I'm watching the game with, he's like, is Deshaun even playing? Because at that point, he had maybe seen two snaps, and he seems to be the one receiver that once actually does seem to have some chemistry with. Mm-hmm. I think so. they go, I think to to that point, I think that's part of Doug Peterson in his week in and week out overthinking things. I think he's some, I think Doug Peterson, as far as Doug goes, Doug feels like, you know what? That chemistry between Deshaun and Carson will always be there. So let me try and get Rieger into the game. Let me try and go, go. It's like, it should be the exact opposite. Let Carson build up his confidence by going to Deshaun and getting Deshaun uh, involved early. Then mm-hmm. you bring in Rieger. Then you start running more plays to Rieger. But I feel like Doug is making it opposite, where he's like, okay, let me try and force balls to Rieger first because the chemistry with Deshaun will always be there. You come in, I'm, I'm like you, Mike. I'm like you. You come in the second half and you see him just flinging the ball all over to 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 Deshaun, and you're like, where was this in the first half? Mm-hmm. You were doing this in the first half. You're not coming back. You know, you're not down twenty-one to three. Because I not asked because it seems like they're trying to implement some sort of load management strategy with Deshaun, where he'll be there for them down the stretch of the season. Uh, my thing is Joel and B. But my thing is with that theory. This is football. Honestly, you any player could be gone on any play, any point in the season. So if you have a player that could be productive for you early in the year while you have a lot of young receivers who are still learning how to run NFL routes and things like that, how to be true professional receivers, that 
by week 12, week 13, they might be able to carry more of the load. But right now, this point in the season, this is when you need to be able to rely on your veteran players, Mm -hmm. your players who are familiar with the playbook and all those things to be able to jumpstart your offense instead of going down 21-3 before you get rolling. I mean, I I think that, but that speaks to the point that I was making about just top to bottom organizational failure. Mm-hmm. You got your, these are the, these are the decisions that your coach is making. Your coach has a, has a player, a healthy player on the field who has a rapport with your quarterback and you got your quarterback. Now Carson, you know, he wasn't, he, he wasn't holding on to the ball, making a lot of the same mistakes that he was making last week. No, he did seem to be getting the ball out quicker this week. Getting I'll give credit out, where it's due. Getting, getting the ball out quicker. But, you know, he still made his he still made his share of mistakes. Missed a couple throws. That interception mm-hmm. in the end zone was bad. That one was bad. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. You can't make that. You can't make that read. I mean, I get it. Like, everybody's like, you know, you see the play happen, it's like, well, that was just a great play by the DB. Well, the throw shouldn't have happened. Like, I don't want to see J.J. Arcega-Whiteside run that route. I don't think that's a route <laughs> for him. That's a route for Deshaun Jackson, for mm-hmm. Jalen Rager, not him, because he didn't even fight for the ball. It was just like, oh, well, then he had the other DB to come and smack him, and it was just like, you gotta, you just got to, Wentz is just making these mistakes that, you know, you shouldn't expect to see your fifth year, you know, starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, and there were a couple throws in the first half, I believe, where you see him leading his receivers into hits across the middle as well. Oh, my God. Yeah. The, 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 the Dallas Goddard throw. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Goddard's going up for the ball and went. He does. It's like, well, he could have had it. It was just like, no, he almost got his tight end separated, you know, mm-hmm. at the waist. But it, 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 it goes to and there was one, I believe, to Rager as well. He got back up, and but he took a nice little shot. The throw, mm-hmm. the throw led him into that hit. So definitely led him into that hit. You know, the under the overthrows, underthrows, the inaccuracy. It's all. It, it's something that you know we talked about in the post game last week. You know, we're getting to the point where it's like, all right, we now know, we know that. Like Carson Wentz is not on the Mahomes, Jackson, Watson tier. But now it's like week after week, I'm seeing him. He he's trending down, mm-hmm. and that's and that's now cause for concern. All right, we saw Jalen Hurts on the field three plays. You know, y'all know how this city is. You know that there are fans in this city who always feel like no matter what the problem is, we're a quarterback change away from fixing all of that. You know, and and, and, and it, I mean, you, you laughing, but you know, you you know, you. It's warranted at this point. It's warranted. At, at this point, I I don't want to get in, I don't want to get into arguing with these guys because. <laughs> it's not like Carson is helping me out much. He's, Listen, he's not me out. And, and this is not me calling for a quarterback change. This right. is me saying, hey, if you want to call for a quarterback change, um, I mean, come on. But I, 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 you know, what, what else can I say? People kill McNabb for throwing worm balls all the time, right? But mm-hmm. when, when I still kill him for that. 
It was one out of five. It was like it was a twenty percent rate. But here's 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 what's funny about McNabb. Here, here's you remember a couple of years ago when making a completely unrelated post, uh, unrelated point. Mm-hmm. Donovan McNabb, it, you know, basically had suggested that a coaching change had Jared Goff playing like one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And a whole bunch of fans in this city were like, oh, man, McNabb's trying to say that Goff is better than Wentz. Oh, he's jealous. Oh, McNabb's a hater. I'm looking at this game, like, even though that's not what Donovan McNabb was saying. But if you look at it today, Goff looked like the better quarterback. He looked like the quarterback who had better control of his offense. Mm-hmm. He was the quarterback who made the plays when he needed to make plays. He was mm-hmm. the one spreading the ball up and down the field. Jared Goff looked like the Jared Goff looked like the quarterback ready to make that move in tier. I'm not saying that Jared Goff, you know, I'm not putting Jared Goff in that upper echelon, but he was the player who looked like, okay, if there's going to be a player that makes that jump, it was him because it certainly wasn't Carson Wentz. And I want to bring and I want to bring Jonesy back in because Jonesy, you're the one who's always made the point of how hard it is for teams to build and to stockpile weapons once you have given your quarterback his money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talk about that all day. Exactly. Wentz got his money now. But now mm-hmm. you're sitting here and it's like, I feel like when you look at teams, when you see teams who, the teams that you put into the, the category and the conversation about the, the, the top teams, the contenders. Quarterbacks on a rookie deal. Mm-hmm. But it's always, I feel like when you talk about the makeup of the, that those teams, there's some aspect of that team, usually more than one, that you say is either the best in the league or one of the best in the league. You look at the Eagles roster right now. What are you saying? What what aspect of the what aspect of the Eagles are you saying? Hey, that's one of the best in the league. It's not the quarterback. It's not the running backs. Might be, you know, best case scenario, you might have the best tight end tandem in the league. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. That's a good so one. What I'm you saying got- is- you best probably have the best tight end room league. in the league. Yeah. Best tight end tandem in the league. Goddard and Ertz are the best tandem in the league. Ertz is not the best tight end in the league anymore. You might have been able to say that two, two years ago. Might have even said it one year ago. But Ertz and Goddard together, okay, best. Mm-hmm. Not the best offensive line. Not the best wide receivers. You flip over to the other side of the ball. Surely ain't the best uh, linebackers in the league. Might have the worst linebackers in the league. Maybe. <laughs> debatable. Right. <laughs> but debatable. Debate. Not, no, you're wrong. Not, hey, you're being unfair. Yeah, there might be some worse. I don't know. I have to think. That's what it sounds like you're saying. Hey, they might not have the worst linebackers in the league let me sit down and think about it yeah i'd have to put my list together exactly you have to think about if whether or not there are worse wide uh worse linebackers than what the eagles got 
They made some improvements on the DBs. They got they don't have the worst DBs in the league anymore. I mean, it was bad for a minute, but you know, Slay is a definite upgrade. Mm-hmm. I think I'm over Jalen Mills, though. He didn't play badly. Right. A lot of times when you watch a football game, if you don't hear your safety's name get called a lot, it can be a good thing because he's not getting torched in the secondary. This is true. And you don't necessarily want your secondary making a lot of tackles because that Mm -hmm. means the ball's getting to the second level a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's – I wouldn't say Mills – is playing badly. I, he's just not a game changer at the position. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Either way, I'm over him. I'm, 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 I'm over him. I'm over. I'm, 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 I'm over all the. I, I get the whole. When he first came into the league, yes, he was a very animated person. Yes, the finger wave, you know, the finger wagging, whatever. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's how he gets himself psyched up. Oh, you know what? I don't necessarily <laughs> care for it, but I right. okay. Now I'm just like, all right, bruh. Come on, bruh. Make a play, bruh. A couple of times he had he had a uh had a running back stopped in the backfield, ran mm-hmm. right through. Yep. Those are plays at this point now. All the finger wagging, all the swag, all the celebrating. You got to make those plays, man. Those are plays I don't want to see in the same game you was making, you you finger wagging the people. That's why I'm over Jalen Mills. Over him. But nonetheless, it's just like I look at this, I I, I look at this team, I look, I, 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 and I look at the road coming ahead. Maybe there, there might be Normally, I would think the, the Cincinnati Bengals on your sec, on your schedule. I would look at that as some get right. You would think. I would. I would think. In a normal world, that would be some get right. Mm-hmm. But we're now. They will set this city on fire. We set off. We 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 go zero and three with a loss to the Bengals. They'll be calling for jobs, calling for trades. They'll be called Let, clean in house. Bench everybody. Joe Fire Burrow has everybody. not looked bad to start this season. No, no. <laughs> no, so, he has not. You know, it, it, they're still the Bengals. They're not out here about to be world beaters or anything like that. But they're not a team I think you should come out expecting to just walk all over. Mm-hmm. And, you know... If you don't come out prepared, if you don't have a proper defensive scheme, the kid Burrow has proven to be a decent decision maker already, and he can extend plays as well. So you're going to have to figure out a way for, A, your defensive line to be able to get home and to find some coverage, especially with the tight ends of that matchup. Figure out a way to do that because – at this point, if you're in your base defense, the middle of the field is looking like it's wide open, crossing routes and mm-hmm. post routes, things of that nature, because there's guys can't cover those. Not right. the tight ends are running free. 
And that's and that's the thing in that matchup. This is another team just like the Rams. They can go three, four wide receivers deep. They'll throw AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, you know, John Ross. Mm-hmm. They Eagles haven't seen a wide receiver with this type of speed thus far this season. They got T. Higgins, they got Alton Tate, they got Bernard in the backfield. If, mm-hmm. if, if Henderson's giving them issues out the backfield in the passing game, just imagine what Giovanni Bernard can do. They mm-hmm. still got Joe Mixon. So I mean it's another game where it's almost like a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for disaster. You and you know, just through history, there's going there are fans out here who think like, "Hey, it's the Bengals. This is some get right. Mm-hmm. We'll you know we'll do all right work versus the Bengals." What happens when this team jumps? What happens if this team falls behind early? You fall behind early. To this squad what's happened what happens then well it depends on it depends on how you you know how you get down early if your defense is getting you know is getting work like they were this week but the offense mm-hmm. is playing well then you gotta make some changes on defense but i mean if it if you have another performance where carson wentz is not making his throws and making bad reads and mm-hmm. having two or three interceptions or a fumble mixed in i mean you can't turn over the ball against the you can't can't come out turning the ball over next yep. mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's Wentz or Sanders or whoever. You have to take care of the ball. That should be the number one priority in practice all week long. To me. Take care of the ball. Because you're putting your defense in bad positions early in games, and it's all downhill from there. You, yep. If your defense is already struggling, you yet your linebacking core is weak, that's going to compromise your red zone defense. Because now I have to actually choose: Do I want to try to load up on the run, or do I want to cover the pass instead of having guys who are versatile enough to play both? Right. That's where good linebackers really stand out. Is in situations like that where you need guys who can stop the run and cover. The Eagles are light in that in that position. I look at it like this: The thing about the Washington game was I felt like, yes, what Washington handled the Eagles. They came, you know, once they got going. They were able, you know, they were able to keep going and not look back. But at no point in time did I feel like the Washington offense really overpowered that Eagle defense. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz kept turning. Carson Wentz turned the ball over twice. They were able to score both. They were able to score touchdowns on both of those. Uh, both of those turnovers. Mm-hmm. What short fields, bad situations for the defense. And what do they do this week on the very first possession? Fumble. Turn the ball over and give them a short field. And what do they do? Give up a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So it's like, look, you know what? You know, I, you look, well, look, look at what Washington did this week against Arizona. So it's like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe Washington isn't as good as we thought. But if you give them opportunities, you see what they can do. So, you know, you know, whatever you think of the Bengals, the bottom line is if you give them opportunities, this defense will struggle to stop them. Yeah. So if you're coming against the Bengals and you're turning the ball over, you you know, you put you if your starting running back is putting the ball on the turf, if your quarterback is throwing interceptions, it's gonna be a long, long, long week. And I'm not trying to go oh and th- I don't want to go oh and three. I mean, you if you go zero and three, you you know you damn sure staring at zero and four. 
the following week against against San Francisco, and you mm-hmm. thought that, you, and I mean, you thought you talked about play action and bootleg and stuff. I mean, Kyle Shanahan is going to do that, you know, all day, every day against the them. the only silver lining, if if there is one, is that you're really at this point only one game back in the division. Washington yeah, lost today. The Cowboys won. They, they should have. The Cowboys should have lost, but you know the Falcons are frauds. I don't know how many times I have to say that, but those, they are frauds. Those are the words that rang out in my head as I watched the as I watched the Falcons look at the kick, look at the onside kick on the ground. They were all looking at it like, "What do I do with this?" And I heard Mike Jones in my head just. Just right there. And the thing was, hadn't started drinking yet. So, you know, I was completely sober. And I hear Mike. Falcons are frauds. Falcons are frauds. The Falcons are frauds. Hold on. Sorry. I had to turn the echo off. My bad. But that's what I mean. I can't explain that. And then on top of that, the problem is they did it to the Cowboys. So now the Cowboys, you would have thought the Cowboys blew the, uh, the Falcons out. Cowboys fans talking like it was a blowout, like they didn't, like the other team did just completely choke. So now you got to deal with that for a week. But nonetheless, this is a horrible division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Giants suffered a major injury today. Saquon likely lost for the season. They believe it's an ACL at this point. Yeah, you hate to see that. You you know, they're waiting for confirmation, but preliminary preliminary reports suggest they the team believes it's an ACL injury gone for the year. So yeah. the division uh, the division's there for the taking this year. Nine wins for the takings. Well, nine nine wins won it last year. But the problem is, it's like. I, it's like you see that you see the division floundering, but the Eagles have yet to show anything that could say that they could put this together and take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. move, you know, they move the ball, but then they turn it over. They struggle to get pressure. When they finally get pressure, they still give up the big play. Can't get off the field on third down. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cooper Cup looked like Jerry Rice on third down out there. That's when, a bad man out there. Let's be honest, though. Cooper Cup makes a lot of defenses look bad on third down. Yes, he does. That, that boy knows how to run routes. He, he knows, he knows how to create separation, and he holds on to the ball generally. Mm-hmm. And when, But when you put your best DB on him mm-hmm. and still making plays, Slay was covering uh, Cup on third down a couple of times in that game and he was still making plays. So it was, you know, it, 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 it was scary. A couple people got some uh, comments, a couple people commenting on, uh, on the page. Shout out to Mike. Our, our good friend, Mike Padney's hurts will be in there eventually. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> yes, he will. He yeah, will. He will. You know, I don't want to see. That's not something I want to see. Because if Hurts is in there, things have gone all the way wrong. Mm-hmm. We're zero two, so we might not. This this might not. You know this. If this is all the way wrong, this is the Eagles at zero two. 
they lose to the Bengals, you might be you, you might be at all the way wrong. You're close to all the way wrong. Another person pointed out uh Lemuel uh Lemuel. I hope I pronounced your name your, your name right. If I didn't, I'm sorry. He said Carson ain't been right since Frank Wright left. That's that's true. That's actually a very good point. Mm-hmm. But that speaks to the point that I made earlier about 60 minutes of organizational failure. Coach being out coached, player, you know, complete player deficiencies. At this point now, you look, you know, Javon, we talked about it last week. Talked mm-hmm. about, you know, the draft issues. How many, you know, the fact that the 2017 draft is now a complete wash. Basically, you've got Derek Barnett. Yes, it's not and even Derek it. Barnett and everybody else. You got Derek no, Barnett. That, that's it. That's, and that's it. It's like I talked about how there are no aspects to the Eagles besides tight end that you can even say is the best in the league. I look at this offensive line right now. No, let me ask you a question real quick. Okay, you say like you talk about units rooms being the best in the league mm-hmm. how many units on the eagles would you actually say are not even the best in the league even slightly above average other than the tight end group let's call it at league average how many groups on the eagles would you say are at average at this point that's even, like normally you would at least go look at the offensive line but with their health and injury they mm-hmm. lack of depth you're like nah, i don't know about them Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right, you're right. The running back, the running back room. You got Miles Sanders, who had a decent day outside of the early fumble. Mm-hmm. Boston Scott's a nice guy. He's good situationally, but he's not really somebody you want to lean on too much. Right, right. Your secondary, you've got Darius Slay and some guys. You know, yeah. Avante Maddox makes plays here and there. But nobody that really stands out. Your linebacker group is non-existent, essentially. Exactly, and 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 your D line should be a plus D line. That could be the your D line should be a D line. But but look at it. I mean, the thing that the thing that I look at is one. You know, how many years has Fletcher Cox been in the league now? How many years has Brandon Graham been in the league now? Multiple years, you know, multiple point. years. Derek Brandon Wood. Graham's probably looking at 10, 11 years by now. Exactly. Brandon Graham was an Andy Reid guy. Mm-hmm. Fletcher Cox was, was Fletcher Cox was an Andy Reid guy, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, where like Derek Barnett is the one guy who you believe could be is close enough to a stud that you could say is a Doug and Howie guy. I look, you know, flip the script real quick. Look at the offensive line. Jason Kelsey's an Andy Reid guy. Yep. Jason mm-hmm. Peters is an Andy Reid guy. Lane mm-hmm. Johnson is a Chip is, is a Chip Kelly guy. Amazing. <laughs> that no. was the one, the one, the one move Chip Kelly got right. Right. Exactly. Lane the Johnson one. is a Chip Kelly guy. Best offensive lineman to come from the Doug and the Doug and Howie is Isaac Sayamalu. No, Sayamalu is uh, Chip Kelly as well. Oh. Sorry, Doug. <laughs> so exactly. You know, if you want to say Brand, if if you wanted to say Brandon Brooks, but unfortunately, Brandon Brooks ain't here. Yeah. You know, jury's still out on uh, on on Dillard because we got to wait till next year. 
Mm-hmm. You know what? What has this team? What has this team produced to that you can say, "Hey, we built from within and made this the best in the league, or one of the best in the league." I take Lee. I take Lee a slightly above average at this point. Exactly. Yeah. Offensive line. You offensive line slightly above average. Which is that what you would say? Now, now as bad as, bad as we like to berate them and they state that unit is, I will give them credit. They did look improved today. They were better than the start that. of Lane Johnson. Yeah. They, they wasn't them. They, they, they held Aaron Donald in check, and that's not mm-hmm. you know easy. Nate Herbig, you know, for a guy, a, well, an undrafted guy, I mean, for him to, like, stand there and just, like, neutralize Donald, you mm-hmm. can't ask anything better than that. But that makes my frustrations with Wentz today even more pronounced because yes. you st- you saw him a couple times with a clean pocket mm-hmm. or as close to clean as you could expect with Aaron Donald on the other side. And I still didn't get the type of production I would have would have liked to have seen. Mm-hmm. And the Eagles have always played Aaron Donald well. You, mm-hmm. know, you know, it's like you – and maybe that's because – Maybe that's because Donald doesn't have the familiarity with the Eagles that Ryan Kerrigan has. Ryan Kerrigan always plays the Eagles well because he sees them two times a year. Uh-huh. You know, Donald doesn't see the Eagles as much, and the Eagles are Eagles have always played him well, have always been able to, you know, hold him below his his numbers. You know, but nonetheless, to just like the point that you made, Jonesy, you know, is like th- there were opportunities there. There were opportunities there. There were plays to be made. A couple of times, you would hope that a receiver or a back pulled the ball in. A couple of balls mm-hmm. right off of Miles Sanders' gloves. But then there were other ones where, like you said, I thought I thought Carson was out there trying to get Rieger killed. I thought he was. I got her killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So something's something's not right and i feel like the problem part of the problem is and once again it goes back to my point of organizational failure is it's like doug i feel doug believes he can fix this Mm -hmm. and he ain't fixing it yet no that's the problem doug believes that he can fix this Doug believes that he can. You look at the offensive problems that we had last year. What did we do? We fired the offensive coordinator. What do they then do? They try to say, hey, we can fix this ourselves. I asked the two of you now, after two weeks, does that offense look fixed? No. It looks fixable. Yeah, it looks fixable. Yeah. It does look fixable. It looks fixable. It does not look like a lost cause. I'd have to say yes. You believe that Doug's you believe that Doug can fix this offense? Yeah. I have to say yes. Okay. Why? Based on what I saw this team do with a very depleted unit on the field at the end of last year specifically. Mm-hmm. Not going back to the Reich and D Filippo days, but last year, the way they were able to bring things together and it act be an effective unit, I have to believe that given time this unit will improve as well the question is how much time and by the time they do get it together mm-hmm. will they still be viable for playoff contention or possibly more 
Okay. That's the real question to me is how long is it going to take? But I do believe they can get it together. Okay. So let me, let me ask you this then. Let's try and put this into perspective because right now you're sitting, you two, you know, we've all, the three of us, we've known each other for a long time. We've all been, we've all been Eagles fans all our lives. So we know that what we know is we know this fan base. Mm-hmm. Fan base is looking at 0 and 2. So there's not going to be a lot of patience. Not going to, not a lot of people looking for perspective or context. But let me ask you this for conversation's sake. And I'll, I'll and I will start with you, Mike. How much of the the Eagles' early struggles do you attribute to a lack of preseason, a lack of a real training camp? And like, is this just rusty? Is this a team just rusty, or is this a team with some real problems and some real issues? I'd say. Uh... I don't want to go all of it on being mm-hmm. the lack of an off-season program because some of it is just personnel. And the personnel would have been the same whether they had an off-season program or not. So that's directly at the feet of the front office staff, your player personnel, people, your GM, and, and et cetera. But conditioning injuries miles sanders like that was probably the first contact he took on that first drive when he fr- mm-hmm. when he fumbled the ball uh, like literally the first real contact he's taken there were no preseason to get to get a hit from an opposing player you know in practice you just, even when you put the pads on you're not out there trying to kill mm-hmm. your teammates generally speaking so things like that i absolutely have to believe there's some effect when you have a young receiving core who's trying to learn the speed of the game, how the nuances of playing their position work in this league, there's going to be an effect there as well. So there's definitely a tangible effect of the lack of the off off season on this team. Mm -hmm. But I think the greater issues this team has are honestly personnel. So for, for that reason, I just have to say that at least 60% is personnel, not not conditioning or a lack of preseason, offseason. So that's the smaller share of the issue to me. All right, so I put, I put this question to you. I, I want the same question, the same question uh, to you, Javon. I mean, how how much of this, what you saw today, was did it look like rust, or would you say like this this is a team with some problems? I would I would I would agree. I said I think it's more rust because, like Mike said, we see what this team did almost with the same quarterback, same head coach, with you know lesser pieces, and that's no disrespect to you know the Deontay Burnett's, you know the Robert Davises, Josh Perkins, you know, and those type of guys, Greg Ward. We see that we saw them play above another level, you know, last season with lesser caliber of player. And this season, you saw in game one, we saw we keep on, and I think it goes back to you know playing sixty minutes of football. We keep on seeing glimpses of what the offense could be. And week one, we saw this team get vertical and really start to air it out, but they didn't 
do anything in the intermediate game. Intermediate game was nowhere to be a fan. They didn't really help offensive line blocking. And, you know, the running game was non-existent. This time they come around, the running game's back. And now they're really – they were moving – regardless of what Carson Wentz did and the interceptions, they were moving that ball up and down the field. Now the interceptions hurt, but they were still moving the ball down the field. You know, it was – they when, when they got Sanders back and they made him a point of emphasis, they were actually not running, you know, deep routes and letting plays develop to allow the pass rush to get the wins. They were running the intermediate stuff, you know, to get Jackson the ball, to get, you know, Rieger the ball. You know, those guys, while it's nice, you want to hit the big play all the time because that's, you know, that would make sports center and everything. Sometimes you got to take the underneath stuff, take the stuff that's underneath and pick up your yards after the catch because that's what the Rams did to you all game. It wasn't nothing deep. It was Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson just doing the intermediate stuff to, to, win, to win the play. So I think that I think it is rust, and I think you can you can make you can make it a, a statement and a point for a lot of teams around the league. You know, nothing's really top tier at this point. I mean, there's a reason why we saw a forty to, a forty to thirty nine game, like mm-hmm. the defense the defense is trash, but the offense was hit was clicking because of the trash defense. And I think you're gonna you would hope that this team can now come into week three and say, okay, what's the positives from game one? What's the positives from week two? And let's put it all together in week three and just power through a victory. Because if you eliminate the turnovers, like Mike says, you're, you're, you got a victory. Like, it, 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 you got a victory. If Wentz doesn't throw that, that interception there down in the red zone, that's a momentum changer because you possibly scored seven there. Mm-hmm. When you look at the fact that that Eagles opponents have scored on all of their turnovers this season. Carson Wentz turned the ball over two times last week. Uh, Washington scores two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Eagles turned the ball over what three times? Yep. Uh, three times a day. Washington scores on each on each time. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and you see the difference that it makes. You know, you saw. I I, I think that. You know, there were some adjustments made in the second half. You know, of this game, but what the the red zone interception kind of killed that one drive. Like they were able to, like they came out of the shoot in the second half, moving the ball. Mm-hmm. Then they threw the interception that killed everything. That killed, you know that 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 killed the momentum. But it doesn't negate the fact that they were able to move the ball. They got to piece it all together. You know, they got they have an opportunity. It's time for some get right. This time, and you hope it could be. You hope it could be next Sunday against the Bengals. It's not a giving. No, it's definitely not a giving. But you hope you're you're hoping for the best. You're hoping that you know. Pro, oh, 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 excuse me, I, thought, I thought next week was a prime time. It's not a prime time. It's just regular one o'clock game. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to see this on prime nobody, time. Yeah, nobody, nobody wants, nobody wants <laughs> Eagles Bengals at prime time. Right. Could you imagine the slander that they would get on prime time if they played this way? Oh, my goodness. No, no. It, it it'd be all night. Is Carson Wentz elite? What you know? 
it has, has dug run its course. All well, I mean, I've already saw those stories this week. Well, look, you, you know they're gonna. You please, you, yeah. you know what you're gonna get. I'm not. I can't. I'm not even. Only post game show I'm gonna listen to is is our own. Yes, because you turn on the radio, it, it's gonna be all doom and gloom. <laughs> this is a city that cannot handle two football losses in a row. No, not at the not 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 at the way that it happened. No, yeah, especially the way that it happened. You know, so it's gonna be. You know, until next week, it's going to be all fire Doug, bench Carson. Um, let's see, fire Jim Schwartz. Fire, oh yeah, fire Jim Schwartz. You know, it's what of of those gimme narratives. Which one do you think is the one? Which which one do you think is the most overhyped? Which one do you think is the one is that makes you say, "Hey, man, pump your brakes." Cause you know it's gonna be fire, Doug. You know it's gonna be bench Wentz. You know it's gonna be fire, Jim Schwartz. Which one would you say is is the most? If someone says it, you're like, hey, you know. I mean, honestly, for me, they all seem well. Fire, Doug, definitely seems premature. Mm-hmm. Benching Wentz, I'd say, falls in the same category. Premature. You want to start questioning Jim Schwartz, his scheme and its effectiveness. That seems like a, actually a fair conversation to me at right. this point. Right. Because there have been things like you know where your defensive weaknesses are, but you're still stubborn and resisting the blitz, even though it could help out your secondary. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you continually put guys in positions where you have what seems like blown coverages or inability to maximize the talent that you do have on the field guys playing that sticks coverage foolishness all the time. You're like an inability to a resistance to adapt mm-hmm. is, is really what I'm seeing from shorts that I, for me makes that at least a fair conversation, not saying it's time for him to go, but it, the questions coming up at this point is fair. Understood. Understood. All right, well, before we wrap things up, I just want your final thoughts on this week's game and what you expect for next week. I'll, Javon, I will start with you, my friend. Uh, final wrapper from this game. Uh, I don't even know where to start, but Wentz can't <laughs> Wentz, Wentz can't keep on turning over the ball. I mean, two what's the what's the ratio right now? Two touchdowns and four interceptions. That's mm-hmm. not winning. That's not winning for and a fumble loss. Yeah. And a fumble loss. I mean, come on, you can't. That's not winning football. That's like Mitch Trubisky level stuff from like last year. You can't. You, you can't. You can't do that. So I mean, not Mitch Trubisky. No, I mean, no. I, I mean, at least the Bears are what two and zero now. So you know. <laughs> so I mean, so that I think Wentz, you know, he's got to clean up his turnovers. Continue to run the ball. You got the running back now. He said, I think what the Sanders said that he was a little bit, you know, winded because his first action. You got the running game back intact. Fix that up in defense. Just bring some pressure. Dollar some blitzes. I mean, something. Got to get home on defense. You got to get home. People miss the old days where you knew on third down equal to bringing the house. And you better get that ball out there in five seconds or, or three seconds or less. Because if not, your quarterback's going down. Do that. You got the athletes to do it. I don't want to see Nathan Gary in coverage, but I'll take Nathan Gary rushing the passer at this point. So one, you, you got to do something. One, one sack for the. Uh... Eagles defense, I believe. And, and two was, quarterback hits. 
two quarterback hits, one sack. That's not going to cut him. No. Cut him. Final thoughts from you, Mike Jones. Well, for me, first and foremost, protect the ball, protect the ball, protect the ball. You've got two fumbles lost, four interceptions at this point. You've given up scores off all six of those turnovers. So, and if you look at the scores of those games, you take away those six points and those turnovers off those points, those games end up very differently. You probably win those games. Mm -hmm. So, for me, it starts and ends with protecting the ball. Win the turnover battle, you can win games. You lose it, this team is going to lose games think final thought for me Rieger will be fine yes get the ball to Deshaun early Rieger yep. you know get the ball to Deshaun early then start working Rieger in Rieger will be all right I think Rieger has shown me something to say hey you have something to build with I would love to see the future with Rieger and Miles Sanders in this offense I don't know I'm not can't call him the no, you know, a future number one wide receiver yet, but I think he's I, I, there's talent there. However, you have a workhorse and a speed demon on your team that you're help your quarterback out. Stop, mm -hmm. stop putting your quarterback in in positions where he's trying to force some chemistry with a receiver when you have a quality receiver who already has that chemistry. Mm-hmm. That's my final, you know, that that's my final thought. And also on defense, you got to get more pressure. You got to get more pressure. I thought this was, I thought Fletcher Cox played a much better game this week than he did last week, but still I, I need, I need more. I want to see Joe Burrow on his back a lot next week. Let's see if they can, you know, let's see if this team can slow down this offense. But we, you know, we will see. And then, you know, then we'll talk about it. I, I, I don't know what, look. I'm going to need a much bigger glass if we're going to be here next week. 0-3. <laughs> we come here 0-3, I, 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 I might have to break out the mason jar. I have to, I have to uh, bring out the mason jar and there'll be a lot more henny and a lot less uh, juice. You know, it'll, it'll be warranted. I mean, oh, goodness. Won't, won't nobody will blame you. Nobody, nobody will blame you. All right, gentlemen, once again, thank you for joining me for the Green Over Everything Real Talk wrap up. Hey, man, I hope you like the show. Download the audio podcast. It will be released, uh, I don't know, sometime tonight. If you just really <laughs> want to hear, <laughs> if you just want to hear us talk about that <laughs> deflating loss by our Philadelphia Eagles to the LA Rams. That is Mike Jones. That is Javon Offer. Remember, you can check out me and Jonesy out on Jonesy and Brown. Podcast will be out later this week. And you can always read Javon Offer's work on totalsportslive.com. All right, y'all. Thank you for checking us out. We'll be back when the Eagles win or when, when they lose. I don't know. <laughs> it is what it is. Have a good night, y'all. Peace. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports.